Good evening, my Rabbi Yisai, continuing along here in Perek Yud of Shara Truva. <clears throat> he is now giving us a real strong pep talk to see things in the right way. Let's uh, realign ourselves, focus on the important things in life, put it into perspective. And he says, He says, you have within you a, a precious spirit, the neshama. We all have a neshama in us. But instead of honoring your neshama, he says to the person who has sinned and is neglecting to do tshuva, you have honored this world. You have made this world prominent. And this world is hanivze. It's a scornful world. And it's going to disintegrate one day. It's going to not exist any, in one day. And as this world is temporary. And being as temporary, says, how could you have give up something temporary? Something that's eternal. Something that is that is so precious. Something that is so honored and special. And give it up for something that is so temporal. And you have left the afterlife. In other words, you've, you've ignored, you've turned a blind eye to the afterlife, which is waiting for you. Everybody has kol Yisrael yesh lem chelek Every yid is given a portion of Abba. That's it. We have a portion. It's there, waiting for us. Now, the portion is just as as the marshal would imagine. It's an empty field, and it's for us during our time in this world, in this lifetime to plant trees in that field and make sure that it grows fruits from every mitzvah that we do. And when we get up to the next world, that will be our, our Lamaba. Whatever we have put into it, whatever we have worked on, that will be. But if we neglect it, we forget about preparing for that world. We don't put away anything in savings. And we want to just spend everything now. And that's the, the that would be another metaphor for focusing on things in this world and enjoyment in this world instead of doing the things that, that will make our afterlife more exalted. Shouldn't you lift up, shouldn't you give the greater focus to the exalted place that's in the abode above, which is a makam It's a one-way trip. We get a ticket to Elam above. When we go that way, it's only a one-way journey. We don't we don't come back. You don't get a two-way ticket. You know, and that's it. It's it's finished. After that, the ride is over. You know, I just read a maaseh today that there was uh, some great rebbe. I don't, uh, I don't remember who it was exactly. It wasn't a famous Rebbe. But uh, he traveled from Europe and he took a boat, a few-week journey to Eretz Yisrael. And he got there. He says, I don't understand. Here I am in Eretz Yisrael and I only bought one ticket 
just for myself, but yet I see my Yetzirah came along also. <laughs> How did he do that? I only bought one, a ticket for one passenger, but my Yetzirah came along. So that's what this is like also. We're going to get a ticket, they're going to send it to us, and it's going to be an express ticket when it's time to go. And that's it. It's a one-way ticket to the next world. So shouldn't we make that the more important focus in our lives the place where once we go there, we're not coming back down. Usamayr, and we should hurry. While the gates of Tshuva are still open. And He's saying it very clearly. He's not, he's not trying to, uh, to tiptoe around the issue. He says, now the gates of Tshuva are open. Now we can get forgiveness. Now our Tshuva will be accepted. Because once we're in the next world, we're going to say, oh, I really want to do tshuva. Please, I have such remorse. It's too late. And he drinks an interesting Pasuk. It's a very familiar Pasuk. Often quoted around Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur time. Seek out Hashem when He is found. When He is close. What is this referring to? The Gemara tells us in Rosh Hashanah is referring to the days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And indeed, those days, which is the Yom Adin, the Day of Judgment, and the intermediary days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, the days of Tshuva, the days designated. Why are they designated? Because Hashem says that's the final time of the year. Yom Kippur is the final time to do Tshuva. Here He's telling us we shouldn't procrastinate. It's the middle of Chaydish uh, Sivan, it'll be Tammuz this week. Don't wait for Elul. Don't wait for Tishrei. We should do Tshuva now. There's a mitzvah of Tshuva now. But those who do procrastinate, like many do, when it comes to Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur ready, that's the end of being Mekayim Tshuva, the full Tshuva within, we'll call it the calendar year. After Yom Kippur, you could also do Tshuva, but that's already a Tshuva, not within the time frame. For example, we know that we have a, uh, a mitzvah of davening every day. A mitzvah of saying Kriyashma every day. But there's a certain time to say it. It's only three hours, three halakhic hours into the day. So now the uh, latest time for saying Kriyashma is somewhere around uh, 9.20 in the morning. So if you say it before then, you get a mitzvah of saying Shema in its time. If you say it first at 10 o'clock in the morning, well, you get a mitzvah of saying Shema, but that's not within the time. So it's a mitzvah done after the time. Another example. There is a mitzvah to give a bris milah, circumcision to every male Jew that's born. Right? When is the mitzvah? Not the f- fifth day, not the sixth day, the eighth day. If you do it on the eighth day, if the child is healthy enough, then you have fulfilled the mitzvah of bris milah in its proper time. So that's a mitzvah bizman in its time. Now, for some reason, the child did not. It was neglected to give the, have the bris milah on that day. You first did it on the 14th day. You still get a mitzvah of bris milah, but it's a bris milah done after the time. That's called milah shalei bismana. doesn't have the same potency, doesn't get the same reward. It's a fulfillment of the mitzvah on a lesser scale, a weaker mitzvah. So it is with tshuva. When we do tshuva immediately, when we're supposed to do it, that's tshuva bismana. But here, Hashem is so good to us. 
Hashem says, you know what, even if you did a, an Aveira back in, in January, and you waited, Teves, Shvat, Adar, Nisan, still have comes now, Tishrei, before Yom Kippur, on Yom Kippur, you do Tshuva, Hashem says, I'll give you credit as if you did it Bismana. That's what we say in Yom Kippur, it's a Ketz, Soiva Ketz, Lamechila. It's the end of the time. It means it's the end of time to do tshuva bismana. To do tshuva within the time frame of tshuva, Yom Kippur is the end of that. After that, you can still do tshuva. Tshuva we, is, we do is still accepted. But it's a tshuva shalei bismana. That's the way the Shalah HaKadosh says it. It's like a mila shalei bismana. It's like a mila that was done after the eighth day. Yeah? So too, tshuva done after Yom Kippur is tshuva shalei bismana. So that's why the Chavis of Abbas here is saying, do it while we still can. Now he explains this Pasuk, not like the Gemara says, that it's saying, seek out Hashem, call out Him when He's close, which is the days between Rosh Hashanah and Kippur. But he's saying really, generally speaking, globally speaking, in this world, while we're still alive in this world, then <coughs> Hashem is found to us, Hashem is available to us to accept our tshuva and give us forgiveness. Because once we leave this world, he says, then we, Hashem is not found to us in a way that we're able to do tshuva. Yes, we may be, in a sense, closer to Hashem in that world, but not in a way that we can be granted tshuva or forgiveness. Maher, he says, go quick, my brother, or Maher, go speedily, the day that everybody fears. What's the day that everybody fears? The day that everybody fears. No, it's not April 15th. Not the, not the tax deadline. The day that everybody fears is the, the day he's going to die. And everybody knows someday in the future is going to be. And that's called, it's a day that people are fearful and dread. So he's saying, let's go quickly. Let us do it before before that day, that fearful day comes. Nobody is really sure of any day. Nobody ever said that you even granted another day. Every day that we have, we should be thankful for. You know, unless we're mamish told by a by a navi that oh, you're going to live X amount of time. But otherwise, we don't know that. You know, it was a mice with the chavetz chaim. It didn't start about the story about the Chavetz Chaim, but there was a Yid, an older man who lived in America, 1950s probably, and he uh, he was told one day, called up by uh, by uh, his daughter, he must rush to the hospital because his son was in a terrible car accident, and they fear the worst. They don't know if he has minutes left to live. Hurry up. And the the father's like dilly-dallying. All right, you know, let, let me just, you know, let me get some stuff. I need some food because I may be hungry. I'm not sure I'm going to be there. How long would it be there? And they're the saying to maybe you didn't hear right. They said you should rush over to the hospital. And it's, it's all right. It's going to be fine. I'm going to get, they thought maybe he's losing it, you know. Finally, he gets there. And not in the most quickest way that you would have expected and there was a, a Jewish chaplain 
in the hospital and they thought that they're going to need his services already. So he was there waiting, you know, waiting to, in case he has to break the news to this elderly gentleman. When he sees the, the fellow so calm, cool, and collected, so the chaplain, a young young guy, you know, he says, uh, Sir, you, you seem to be like so calm, which is, you know, very, uh, yes, very nice, very commendable, but like, you realize the, the situation seems to be very grave. He says, Ah, I'm not worried about it. He says, What, why, what's, the, what's going on? He says, Listen, when I was a young boy, I once did a favor for the saintly Chafetz Chaim. You ever heard of the Chafetz Chaim? <laughs> the chairman says, of course I did. He says, I once did a favor for him. I was a young boy, maybe 13 years old. And he was so appreciative. Chafetz Chaim told me then, he says, I give you a blessing, I give you a bracha, none of your children will die in your lifetime. So to this simple Jew, he says, I'm not worried. My son is not going to die. Chavitz Chaim told me. He gave me a blessing. I, I'm, no one is going to die. No one's going to predecease me. I'm still alive and healthy. I'm still walking around. I'm not worried. And indeed, the son got better. So, just, you know, the simplicity of that's what the Chavitz Chaim gave as a bracha. I could take it to the bank. That's how the person felt. But I'm just reminded of this, of this mice of what the Chavitz Chaim is saying here. But other than that, unless you told such a bracha like that, which you could take to the bank, or a novi says, other than that, we have no uh, promises. We have no promises when that day will be. We're not even granted, we're not even promised or assured even one day. So, therefore, look into your soul. He says, we should look into our souls in a way that's appropriate for you. And he says, well, he understands everybody's different. Everybody has a different upbringing, a different background, a different amount of Torah knowledge they have. But still, you, you have Seichel. You know what's, what's right and wrong. You know what's prudent to focus on. Be a shokalim zikhogah and weigh this out with your, with your intellect. Someone who really wants to be pleased, and that Hashem should be pleased with him. Another point, very another interesting point. Chavasavas throws out. He says, "You want to do the right thing." He says, "Just know that the really pious ones, they know that." No pain, no gain. You want to have no guts, no glory. However you want to understand the the saying, the slogan. But they understand that it's going to take work, and it's going to take effort, and it may be difficult at times. And one may have to restrict oneself, and one may have to sort of hold himself back and suffer to an extent. In his in martial is you go into a very narrow opening. But why do you go into this narrow opening? You squeeze yourself through. Why? Because you know when you once you cross that, once you step over the threshold, then you're in a blissful place. Then you're in a palace that you're going to enjoy. So the Hasidim, the Tzadikim, 
they understand that I'll I'll make myself restricted. I'll make myself suffer to an extent what is suffer, meaning that their goof will suffer. They won't enjoy everything that this world has to to offer when it's not permissible. In order to what? To be able to go through this narrow place and suffer to then be able to go into the palace. Like the Mishnah tells us, But this world is like a corridor to Elam We go through a corridor. The, the, the marshal, the mashkia said of a corridor, could be, it's a very thin hallway. You know, you got to squeeze through. But then at the end, it's going to be these gigantic doors to open up to a grandiose palace, which is Elam So it, it is certainly worthwhile to have that. Everybody's hoping for good. Only those that rush to it are going to get and earn this good. Compared to all of the different attributes of various animals, to be swift, to be light, to run away from things, to be strong against one's Yetzirah like a lion, to be stubborn, brazen against one's Yetzirah, to do the will of Hashem. And finally, David HaMelech himself says, but that's so interesting, David HaMelech says, I'm also a, a person of flesh and blood. I also get lazy. But I encouraged myself. I said, Chashti, go quick, and I didn't delay. Tevamel says, I know I also, my goof wanted a delay. I also didn't want to get up the first time the alarm rang, says Tevamel. But I knew it's worth it. It's worth it to go through the narrow place here to be able to have all of the real pleasure in the world to come. A good to say.